0: The EFF has entered the spotlight again after new revelations of VBS mutual bank money allegedly being paid into slush funds that found its way into the pockets of party leaders Julius Malema and Floyd Shivambu. Some of the money was seemingly used to buy luxury brands
1: such as Lacoste and Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, I've worn it before, I don't wear it now. I make no apology about it. I don't buy it with VBS money. I bought Louis Vuitton and Gucci before VBS. Anyone who voted for EFF and voted for me, they knew that I came to the EFF with Louis Vuitton and Gucci. It doesn't start now. It will not be stopped by politician polyphon Vig. It will never stop. No one can tell me what to wear and not to wear.
0: At the same time, the party has again taken to the political stage to voice its displeasure with government's measures in dealing with the novel coronavirus. Malema said the EFF would no longer participate in President Cyril Ramaphosa's consultative meetings with political parties on government's response to the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: They say taboo should not open, the club must not open and then you can buy alcohol and go and drink at home you know what they've done they've moved the taboo from a regulated place into an unregulated place called home there will not be peace the abuse levels are going to increase the levels of intolerance by neighbors is going to increase you have just sent a mess into communities
0: and that's where we find ourselves this week on this Story, with the EFF taking to the politics stage again as a cloud of controversy hangs over its leadership's heads. I'm Rian Grobler, Senior Desk Reporter at News24, and this is the third season of The Story.
2: You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists
0: and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week. Joining us now is News24's political reporter Liseka Tandwa. Hi Liseka. Tell us a little bit more about the EFF's re-emergence into public politics. This week, for example, EFF leader Julius Malema accused President Cyril Ramaphosa of neutralizing political parties to legitimize lockdown regulations. Tell us a little bit more about what he said.
2: Well, just to um, give a broader picture to our listeners, Rian, the EFF has been kind of having these engagements with their supporters or members through their book clubs so this is something that they've been doing on a weekly basis so Malema remerged last week if I'm correct where he held a press briefing and in that press briefing he was basically saying disagreeing and we knew the EFF because the EFF has been sending us um statements every other week about how they feel about specific regulations. And they've been opposed to regulations such as going back, the easing of regulations such as going back to school, the uh, reopening of alcohol sale. And they have been also very adamant that cigarettes ban uh, should stay as is. So uh, this week, Uh, Following in the wake of George Floyd, the the death of George Floyd, uh, the EFF decided to march to, which is in EFF fashion, they marched to the American embassy, the U.S. embassy. And obviously, Malema does give very long speeches, as you know, Rian. And he went on for about an hour or so, uh, basically telling us about the oppressive nature of governments of colonialism, so Malema basically went on to tell us, or, or, or to to speak very passionately about Black Lives Matter, to speak very passionately about how the, the 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 plight of the Black American or the African American, as they call themselves, runs parallel to the plight of of a Black South African. They've been very much involved in finding justice for Collins Hoza, the man who died in Alex. So Rian, I would say that um, I, I, I think I have an issue with saying that the EFF completely disappeared throughout the past three months where we've been faced by COVID. They have been sending statements. They have been, there has been some sort of presence in terms of their constituencies, in, in terms of their members. There was, there was uh, If you remember, they even gave out money to to the Solidarity Fund. So there has been some sort of presence, but not as massive as it was during this week.
0: All right. So Liz, that was one aspect that, that sort of came to the fore and that, that, that kind of, uh, in, in a sense, stirred the solidarity that had existed up to now between the EFF um, and uh, the, uh, the government. The second, of course, is the fact that the EFF um, has said that it will decline any future invites for consultative meetings with uh, the president. Do you think this is becoming a part of uh, the the partnership during the time of COVID between the EFF and other parties?
2: I, I think that when you look at it broadly, uh, it it's definitely uh, speaks to the coming apart of Ramaphosa's consultative uh, approach in 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 his response to uh, COVID-19, uh, Ramaphosa has been I mean he's been vocal about and he's been passionate about speaking to each and every stakeholder uh, before coming out with any new regulations or or, or or making sure that he's got the the voice of everyone he's got uh, the ear of everyone whether it be business whether it be political parties and Malema now comes out and he says, listen, I am done. And, and he's lists he lists out his reasons. Um, We thought that because Malema does have this rapport with Ramaphosa. So we expected him to at least say, you know, they would, he would be, you know making some sort of arrangements for a meeting with ramaphosa but for him to completely pull out and the names that he called ramaphosa on that day he called him a bastard it was i mean even for malema he he went in very low
0: right so as south africa remains gripped in the covid 19 pandemic the show must go on as far as politics is concerned. That was News24's political reporter, Lizeka Tanwa. Thank you so much for joining us, Lizeka.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Rian.
0: Next, we're going to be talking to News24's Taku Kaper Award-winning investigative journalist, Kyle Cowan. Kyle, it's been a busy week for the EFF with their re-emergence into public politics. Um, but not only that, we have learned since that there are new developments in vbs payments that seemingly flowed into trusts that are linked to julius malema and uh, floyd shivambo can you tell us a bit more about that
3: yes Rian. thanks for having me on as always and this week you know the daily maverick has been following the the eff links to to vbs bank quite closely and this week a news story out that shows really that it's just more evidence of how the EFF leaders, particularly Julius Malema and Floyd Shivambu, how their lifestyles were really funded by money that was sort of taken out of slush funds that were held you know, in various companies from money from VBS Bank. And the story this week showed just a little bit of, a little bit more money and a little bit more intrigue, and it showed WhatsApp messages, very crucial WhatsApp messages from the chairman of VBS Bank, Sefiwa Matotsi, to one of his employees, instructing him to pay money into, you know, these sort of slush funds that the EFF leaders were using, Skameka Projects and Mahuna Investments. And it, it's, they, they sort of say to, say to you, you know, that this was a very ad hoc thing. So there wasn't like a, a plan in place to say, on this date, so much money must be paid. The WhatsApps actually show Matotsi saying to his employee, listen, the, these guys are under pressure. You need to pay the money over right now. And again, it is just a further nail in the coffin, really, when it comes to the EFF leaders. And it shows again and again that they are benefiting from this money that was really stolen from municipalities and depositors and other investors of the bank.
0: So, Kyle, what does this show? What money was paid to whom and what was it used for?
3: So just a very limited insight, because obviously we haven't had a, a, a full breakdown of what all the money was used for. We'll probably only get that once, you know, bank accounts for these companies are, are fully forensically examined. But it shows that Malema's slush fund, Mahuna Investment, received 600,000 in two payments. In the following days, it sent about 100,000 rand to the EFF's bank account and paid over 100,000 rand in travel costs, also seemingly for the EFF. There was payment to... Body Life, which seems to be a gym of some sort. Furniture was bought for about 27,000 Rand. And about 100,000 went to Makete Lodge in Limpopo. Now, Makete Lodge is also allegedly owned and operated by people very close to Julius Malema. And it is the EFF central party spot. You know, they, they have very big name musicians coming to perform there, especially, you know, over New Year's and then special occasions like birthdays. And they have massive parties there. And the champagne flows and there's a pool and, you know, the DJ sets up a, on a platform over the pool. And it's, and it's very, you know, it's, it's very sort of Hollywood kind of, you know, party scenes. And then he also, there's also purchases for, for products from Lacoste and Louis Vuitton and liquor stores. And on Chivambu's side, because remember, this was never a, a case of just Julius Malema getting money through his slush fund. It was also money that was going to Floyd Chivambu's slush fund. And previously, we know that money was spent on a house for his parents and all sorts of other expenses, similar to those of Julius Malema's. But the most recent one, it shows there was 30,000 rand spent on cutlery and bedding, whatever that means.
0: All right, Kyle, so no outright denials on either of the social media pages or any threats of legal action. Now, the initial report, uh, The Great Bank Heist by Advocate Terry Mattel was released in 2018 already. uh, That completely um, blew open Uh, all these uh, different allegations into fraud and corruption at VBS. Um, We know that nearly two billion rand was looted from the bank and more than 50 people benefited from that money. So what has happened since then?
3: What we do know, Rian, is that the NPA has been seized with this matter for some time. It has been on the desks of prosecutors for at least a year and a half now. We've been promised again and again that action is imminent that arrests are coming, that asset seizures are going to be happening. But so far it seems that there's been a delay, and an understandable delay. To, to get an idea of the scope of the fraud that was committed, you really have to go back and read the entire report. It, it didn't happen in the space of a couple of days. It wasn't just a few million rand here and there. It was two billion over the space of years. And it took a long time for that fraud to happen. Equally, it will take an even longer time for prosecutions to take place and arrests to take place. We know that there is a connection between the vitriolic public statements that certain politicians have made in recent months in connection with the net tightening. They know that a storm is coming. And that is why we sort of see this renewed vigor in terms of you know, saying that, you know, the the media is targeting us and the judiciary is all corrupt. And it's all leading up to a point. These politicians, particularly Julius Malema and Floyd Shavambu, know that it is almost inevitable that eventually they will end up in front of a court somewhere. But this wasn't a Hollywood style bank robbery. People didn't walk in with guns and balaclavas. This, This robbery was executed on laptops and cell phones. You know, and it takes a long time to piece that evidence together after the fact, especially when you know that everybody you're talking to who was involved is probably lying. They're probably trying to cover up their own tracks. So we're at a point now where we're almost two years into lengthy investigations by forensic auditors and the police and, and you know prosecutor-driven uh, investigations by the police. So we hope that in the next couple of weeks that we will see some movement. Um, again, we've said this before, so I'm not placing much hope, but it sounds like this time, we may start to see the, the low-hanging fruit, as it were, uh, starting, to, starting to be attacked. You know, what we won't see yet is we won't see the politically connected persons who benefited from VBS under the hammer anytime soon. And the reason for this is very simple. The prosecutors need to build as solid as possible case against someone like Julius Malema long before they even
0: think about taking it to court. All right, that was uh, News24's investigative journalist, Kyle. Cowan. as always, Kyle, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Rian. And that's it from us this week. I am Rian Krobler, and our producer is Shantae Schatz.